0: Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. And thank you so much. I cannot express my gratitude for my podcast followers for giving me your time and your attention in giving support to our podcast by listening to us week after week and letting people know about how our podcasts have changed your trajectory in your life and also in your business. Today, we're going to do an interesting recording of this podcast where I will be talking about a case study. Okay, that means it's it actually happened in real life and i'm going to share with you my own experience and also some of the incidents i echoed incidents okay can't think of a better word some of the things that happened to my other entrepreneur friends who eventually went into went back to corporate and if you are listening to this podcast i'm just going to give you a quick summary what is this case study about? Basically, I'm going to be talking about when you started a business or when you are running a business. If you see money coming in into your business consistently, okay, you see that, well, our business is so good and we have a lot of money coming in, okay, that doesn't really mean that there is profit sustainability. We're not talking about sales here. We're talking about numbers, okay? We're going to get real about numbers. And this is a very unsexy topic. And if you are one of those people who who tend to avoid the reality by not wanting to know how much money you have in your bank, by not wanting to see how much money you have been spending in a month on your credit card, that means you could fall into this pitfall of a very common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially new entrepreneurs, make. And then eventually they had to abandon their business or have to revert their business back into a side hustle and go back to to, to corporate. Okay, So we'll be talking about about numbers and what happened, like the real numbers. What, what happened in the business that had these entrepreneurs who started their business and was very good in their business, business is bringing a lot of money, but yet they had to go back to uh, to work for corporate. Now, this is applicable to all entrepreneurs, but because my niche are event planners, so I'm going to use a case study of event planners. And I'm going to use myself as one of the case study, okay? In running a business, you you have to understand what are the must-track numbers. Let's go back to base. You got to track how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. You have to track how much money is going to be coming in and how much money is going to be going out. Four things. Very simple. How much money is coming in? How much money is going out? How much money you project is coming in in the next three to six months to a year? How much money you project will be going out in three, six months up to a year? Okay. All this is going to determine, all these numbers will determine what you need to do the next course of action in your business. It will determine whether can you hire do you have to fire can you invest can you take a salary how much salary can you can you take how many sales you have to make and in what period of time that you have to go build that funnel and close those sales when to cut costs when you can start investing in software in people in marketing these four numbers is what's going to save you from not having to go back to corporate. Use myself as an example, okay? And I also will share the book that I have read. Still got, I think, two more chapters left. So, uh, not have read. Have read several chapters. Got two more chapters left, okay? It's called Simple Numbers, Big Profits, okay? Very, very good book, but can be a little bit heavy for people who do not like numbers and have these syndrome of not wanting to know what's going on, all right? Refusing to see the reality of the financials of their personal life and also in their business. When I first started M2 Hospitality in 2010, no, not not 20, yeah, is it 2012, in 2012, all right? I started that company all in, left a full-time job and went all in. And because of my sales training and my sales background, I know that the only way for a business to survive is to get sales. And that is not a bad thing. In fact, that should be your guiding star. It should always be your driving force, all right, to make sales. Otherwise, you don't eat, you don't hunt, you don't eat, right? I always say. So because of my sales background, I went into overdrive in getting sales, okay? I immediately went to an overdrive of sell, 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 close, close, close. Solicit, sell, cold call, networking, trade shows. I went all in so that I can build the business and get leads coming in. I was very fortunate that I was able to secure two clients within the first month of the business uh, starting, okay, launch. So, my efforts had paid off what didn't happen was in retrospect that would be my advice if i if anybody would ask me what should i do when i first start my business you not only need to sell you need to know how much you need to sell okay you not only need to know how to sell that you not only need to do the selling You need to know how much to sell. So how much to sell goes back to dollars and cents. So for me, I didn't even take a moment, okay? I didn't take a moment to assess my financial situation. So when I left my corporate to go into my business full-time in 2012, it wasn't by default, okay? It was I had to make a choice when I was working in corporate either to not start my business or lose my job and took me a hot five seconds and I was like, all right, adios. So I did not take the time. I was in a, I was in a reactive mode. So what happened was I immediately know that, okay, now that I don't have a steady paycheck, I have to sell. I got to get that money. So what happened was I just went into a sales mode. In hindsight, I would, I should have Set down and look at how much money is going out, okay? How much money is going out? Because it's a brand new business. So there wasn't really a lot of, of um expenses. Did my own website, right? Did my own website and I wasn't even on social media then. You know, at that point in time, I was so slow when it comes to social media. So, so all my marketing was based on building relationship with vendors with venues, attending a lot of networking events, but I should have taken the time to sit down like a CEO of my business and determine how much money do I need in order to live and thrive as a full-time CEO for my business. I didn't say to live. I said to live and thrive, okay? So if I were to do it all over again, this is what I would have done. I would have, I would have assessed what's my personal expenses. When I say personal expenses, now is crunch time, okay? So I will have two sets of numbers. The crunch time numbers are numbers that bills that I have to pay mortgage or rent. I was renting at that point in time. Rent how much rent i have to pay if you know a car how much the car um monthly fee is and insurance for the car health insurance food right how much money you can spend how much money i i, I need to spend on food and uh any mandatory bills that i like gas okay for the car um phone bill mandatory bills that I have to pay. I'm not talking about spa membership. I'm not talking about um vacation funds. I'm not talking about anything that is nice to have. I'm talking about things that I must have. So I w- in hindsight, I will have calculated what is the personal expense that I must incur. Okay, every single month, it has to be paid because now I no longer have a paycheck coming in. Then I will have another numbers what is the amount of money that I need in order to live the lifestyle that I want? To not change any form in my current lifestyle in reference to when I was getting a paycheck, okay? So let's not go over crazy, that over ambitious and start planning a, planning a six to seven figure vacation. So if I don't change the way I live, okay, that means I'm still able to go on vacation, still able to go back to Singapore, still able to go out to eat, that was when I was drawing a paycheck, how much does it cost for me to live that way versus how much does it cost for me to live live in a very humble manner? No more going back to Singapore, no more going out to eat, just to survive to pay my bills, okay? I would have done that homework. I would have gotten two numbers. So once I gotten those two numbers, and now I'm going to start looking at my savings, okay? I will start looking at my savings. And... How much money do I have in my savings that can tide me through if there's zero sales, no sales coming in? If I have taken that time to do that, I may not have felt so much pressure to have to do sales with no strategy. Okay? So, I didn't do any of this. So, I don't know how much I need to leave. Humbly and to also another number that is going to support my then current lifestyle. I had no idea. All I know that I have is go mode. I have to go sell. So I was selling blindly. I didn't have a sales goal. I didn't set a sales goal for myself, which is such an irony because I have always been in sales. When I was in corporate, I was a director of catering and conference services. My job all day long is to look at numbers and to make sure that my team, myself, are reaching our sales goal. So I did not take the moment to evaluate and determine what's my sales goal for the month? What's my sales goal for the quarter? What's my sales goal for for six months to a year? I did not. I just went into reactive mode and I start sell, 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 sell. Okay? And then when I got the sale, I was very happy. In my mind, money is coming in, thank God. So I'm able to pay the bills, okay? I didn't go back to look at my savings, all right? So if I think about it, I I think I had savings enough for like three months. For three months to pay my mandatory bill, living very humbly, okay? I remember I had to, like I said, I cannot go out for breakfast. I remember there were days when I was starting the business, I think the first month, I was in such a preservation mode, okay? Even though I, I I, didn't even look at how much savings I have, that's how afraid I was because I didn't want to feel comfortable that, oh, I have enough savings to type me through and then I slack on the sales. I want to put, I, I put myself in a situation that there is no safety net, there's no money for you, so you have to sell. Would I advise that for every single person? Absolutely not. I came from a sales background that some of you have heard. I got 18,000 no's before I got my first yes. So my resilience towards sales is extremely high compared to majority of the people. So I wouldn't suggest this to anyone, okay? I wouldn't suggest the way to do it my way. Don't do it. It's it's not my way or the highway, but I'm sharing with you. But if you are one of those people who is like do or die is go time, there's no safety net and that's how you motivate yourself for you. Then do that. Do what I did. But with some tweaking, okay? So I was so into the sales, right? And then once once I got the sale, it's like, I was able to relax. So I was not guided by any strategy or financial numbers to let me know, can I actually relax? Or can I already relax when I got the first sale? So I had no idea. So I was sell, sell, sell. And then when, because I was in such overdrive, I got to the point of when I got the sale, I was, I had a huge sigh of relief and all my wheels stop. So instead of continuing to build my funnel to sell, I told myself that now I can take a break because I was, I did not preserve. I wasn't running a marathon. I was running a, a sprint, okay? A rocket, a rocket launch speed. So I was burnt out. I was tired. My mind was tired. Emotionally, I was not in a good place. That's really not a good place to start your business. I was in goal time. So when I got the business, I f- was able to feel that I can relax now. And I just fully serviced those two events and neglected the sales portion because I was on an overdrive and I don't feel like going back to do the overdrive. So I fully focused on servicing the client. So I was able to make money to pay the bills okay, to pay the bills because of those two events, okay? Because they paid the deposit and then the remaining payment, milestone payment comes in later. Now, the second month and the third month, I didn't get any sales because I didn't do any sales. I was focusing on servicing the event. I didn't have a number that I need to hit how much sales I need to hit in terms of dollars and cents in order to continue to be able to pay my bills, okay? So what's the moral of the story here? You got to know how much you need to pay your bills in order to know how much to sell, okay? In short. So fast forward three months later, I had to go back to get a job because my savings were dwindling and I know that there's no way I can, I can pay my bills and I'm not going to go into debt. So I went back to corporate, okay? So the moral of the story here, again, is I had no idea how much money is going out, okay? all I knew that my money is going down and I'm not seeing any more money. So it's panic mode. So I went to get a job. And I also didn't have a thorough plan in terms of sales, how many sales I need to bring in in order to not to... Dabble into my savings and not let my savings go to zero. I didn't do that. So, that's a perfect case study of what not to do. Okay. Now, another case study of other event planner friends of mine. Okay. They went back to corporate, but this is a different situation. So, they started, they finally decided that they can take the plunge and do their business full time, their event planning business full time. So they went full-time into their business and they were very good. They are very, very good in what they do and business continued to come. So they have all this money coming in. And with all this money coming in, when you are in a corporate world, you have a fixed paycheck. So you know how much money is coming in. So you have an idea how much money you can spend, right? But when you are in Business, you don't know how much money is coming in unless you do your sales projection. So, but you are if you are a solo pioneer, you are so involved in the running of your business. You a lot of the people that I speak with, and this is a perfect case study. Okay, in this example, these people did not track. Okay, all this money that's coming in, they didn't track. They know that a uh, contract is signed, money is coming in. Contract is signed, money is coming in. Contract is signed, money is coming in. They see all this money coming into the bank. And then because you are, they are not a business owner, okay, they have always been in corporate. Suddenly, there's an influx of money into the bank account. Imagine if you're used to getting $5,000 paycheck every single month. And then when you started your business, your business is going very well you started seeing $15,000, $20,000 coming into your business bank account, okay? Month, a month, okay? $15,000, $20,000 coming into your bank account, your business bank account. (laughs) It's just like the story that when people win those, that's a study being made, okay? There's a very high percentage of those people who won the lottery that they never came from money. And then they won the lottery. And within three years, they declare bankrupt. bankruptcy. This is the same scenario here. This is business bankruptcy. Okay. So suddenly they see all this money coming in. When the money came in, they have this illusion, okay, that the business is doing very well. So when they have this illusion that the business is doing very well, they kind of slack on like what I did building the funnel, continue to make sure that the business do well, okay? They play off the pedal. So a lot of money coming in, oh, I can finally rest, right? So two things happen. One, they say, ah, I can finally rest. And then they start spending the money, okay? They start spending the money. Ah, you know what? Um, the business needs this, okay? And this happens a lot. And one of these friends of mine has a lot of inventory, owns inventory because they are so into the custom made design that they can't find it from any vendors. So they have to buy things and make things themselves. Okay. So they say, oh, with all this money coming in, I can invest more on inventory. Let me buy more things. Okay. Let me buy more things and create different theme, different looks. So a big chunk of the money goes into buying inventory. And then the others go into, oh, let's go on vacation. Okay, finally, all our hard work is paid off. Let's go on vacation. And then some goes to paying their bills. Okay. And this happened for about like six months because the, the business is so good. Money is coming in. Money is coming in. Money is coming in. And then something happened. Again, This is a real case study. I'm not sharing the names of my friends because I want to protect the identity. Not sharing the names of the company because I want to protect the identity. But what I'm sharing with you is not fictitious. Okay. If one day they're ready to come and share their story, I will come and interview them. I will have them, I will interview them and then they can share it from their own mouth but here I'm relating it as a third party. So this happens three to six months, okay? Can't really pinpoint the duration, how long, but this happened. So, oh, living in glory. Okay, oh, these businesses are coming in. Oh, wow, a lot of money coming in. So we can go on vacation. We can spend more money on the business. Let's invest in this, buy more inventory. Let's invest in hiring people, okay? Hiring help. Let's invest. Let's Let's start. Let's start pay, you know, use take out some money, pay our own personal bills. None of these are wrong. But what went wrong was nobody was tracking anything, okay? One person was tracking, oh, uh, at this time, we already have this much money. We already have this much money on the books, okay? Please, on the books doesn't mean what you see in the bank, all right? On the books does not reflect what it is in the bank a lot of times. So anyways, so at least they were still doing due diligence in, yeah, you know, I I can tell you that how much business in terms of dollars and cents the company uh, is making from January to June. Okay, so they're able to say that. But when I ask how much expense is the company going out? Okay, how much expense? And and I asked, is there any money left in the bank? And they say very little. I said, how is it possible? How is it possible that there's very little money left in the bank? And they said, oh yeah, because we spend on inventory. We spend on hiring help. We spend on paid leads platform to get more leads. And we spend on vacation and we used to pay our bills. I said, okay, all these are nice and legit and valid. But, You had no idea how much money the real numbers that you need to track. Go back to those four numbers. How much money is coming in versus how much money is going out. It's going to tell you how much money you need in the bank right now in order to not to go in the raid. Okay? Third number to track. How much money do you expect is coming in? How much money you expect is going out? is going to guide you on, uh-oh, oh, I need to go make more money because I expect all this expenditure coming up. Okay? So they did not do this. So unfortunately, it really broke my heart when I heard the news. They ran out of money. They said that the leads went dry. Okay? The leads went dry. Not because of the lack of effort, because they did spend money in trying to get leads come in paid leads platform, but business is like this. Sometimes you can go two thousand percent drinking, thinking that you are doing whatever you need to do to make money, but sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. Sometimes it's a longer, longer buying cycle. The the economy plays a part, so you need to be able to understand your finance in a way to weather those storms. So they did not do these numbers to know how much money they need in order to weather the storm. So when the sales slow down, they have all this money that they spend on inventory. They have already spent the money in paying their bills and going on vacation. They have already spent the money in hiring the help okay, for events. But now there's no events. So the cost is still there. You still have to pay your bills. You still have business expense, okay? They started investing in in other marketing platforms or business platforms. And all these are costs going out, all right? So they had no choice but to go find a job, go back to corporate to find a job, and use their paycheck to sustain their business. So now they no longer can do their business full-time. So now, whatever money they're getting from their paycheck, after paying their bills, they had to use some of it to pay for the fixed expenditure of the business, which could be labor, okay? Thank God the labor that they hired wasn't full-time, and they had to pay... um, a contracted paid leads platform because they sign a contract, and they also had to pay for um for all the mandatory costs, which is your insurance every single month, right? So your business registration, your your CRM, all those are costs. Okay, your website costs, all those are costs. And being a friend, I wouldn't lecture them at this time giving them the time to slow down and then go back and evaluate. So when I read the book, okay, when I read the book, Simple Profit, um, Simple Numbers, Big Profit, the one thing that was my biggest takeaway was when you're calculating, when you're calculating the expenses for your business, it is so important, okay? It is so important if you are running a full-time business It is so important to incorporate a line item which is your salary that you need this salary to pay your bills, your personal bills. Because you're running the business full-time, you will need the money that the business is generating and pay you back for your efforts in running the business And you're going to use that money to leave, okay? To live off day-to-day food, clothing, shelter, right? And all the mandatory bills that you need to pay. So if you are not, if you are not being real with your numbers, this does not happen when you have no business. This happens when your business is kicking up, is scaling. And you think that the business is making a lot of money because you did not incorporate a real salary for the things that you do for the business, that means it's showing a lot of profit. But if you are not tracking your expenses, okay, it's showing a lot of profit, but it's it's not showing a profit that is able to sustain your personal life to sustain the business. So in this case study, they're showing a lot of money coming in, okay a lot of revenue coming in a lot a lot of a lot of revenue. now I shouldn't have used the word profit so let let's rephrase when you're showing a lot of revenue coming in, okay? but it's not showing the true picture of an expense that you have to pay before you start investing in anything. If it's not showing the true picture of your expense and the true picture of your expense, it's your personal expense or the lifestyle expense that is including your personal bills and the lifestyle choice that you make, okay? If it doesn't reflect that, and if it doesn't reflect the true cost of running the business, which a lot of times, if you're able to run a, a business and create revenue on a consistent basis, all this true cost of running the business is not a big deal because a lot of times it's very small, such as your CRM, such as your registration, your insurance, right? You know, your, 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 uh, what else? Any legal paperwork for your business. The part that people forgot. Is your salary okay? You are the salesperson, you are the CEO, you're the everything okay? You are the chief everything officer. You have to pay yourself, and it may show that there's a lot of money because you are not taking the chunk of the money that you are paying yourself to come to the conclusion of how much sales you need every single month to sustain the business as a full-time CEO. So in this case study, what happened was they have all this money coming in. Okay? All this money. So they started using it for vacation to pay to pay for their bills. And then they said, oh, we got extra money. Let's go invest in inventory. Okay? In inventory. So the next month, okay, the next month, we still got money coming in and they repeated the same cycle, the same pattern. Okay? Six months down the road, right? Suddenly, there's no business. Very quiet. Business has slowed down. But there wasn't any money left. There was no money left in the business account because it all has been spent or invested. So the moral of the story here, go back to the four fundamentals. How much money is going coming in? How much money is going out? How much money is going to be coming in? How much money is going to be going out? How? Let's add one more. How much money do we need to have in the bank at all times? How much money do we need to have in the bank at all times so that if we run dry for three to six months, we will still have enough money to pay our bills, personal bills, and also the business bills, okay? So this one more number to track, How much money do we need to have in the bank at all times in order to pay the personal bills and the business bills? So if you don't know that number, if you don't know that number, we have a problem. That's exactly what happened in this case study. They don't know the number. They saw this money coming in and it's not their fault, okay? Because these are the things that if it's not taught, in school, which I highly suspect that is taught in school, all right, and you don't learn. You don't learn from someone who has been through all these things and then teach you how to manage your finance. You are a new business owner and you are in the midst of booking sales, servicing the sales. As long as you are in your head, you have this illusion. As long as money is coming in, we're good. As long as money keeps coming in, we're good, okay? And you start spending without knowing how much you can actually spend. That's the problem. As long as money is coming in, you're good. And you start spending without knowing how much you can actually afford to spend even though money is coming in. So I hope that this case study gives you an idea what are the pitfalls to avoid the pitfalls that I elaborated that I experienced myself and the pitfalls that my friends who own event planning, event decorating business, that they had to go back to corporate because of the pitfalls that I just described. Okay. So because I learned from them, I learned from myself. Okay. I have a business coach as well. Now, I know exactly how much money I need to have in my bank at all times so that I don't go in the red. How much money do I need to have in the bank at all times in order to start paying myself a salary? How much money do I need to have in the bank at all times in order to even think about hiring someone? How much money do I need to have in the bank at all times in order to even think about investing in the business of any kind? All right. So you hear me kept repeating this one line How much money do you need to have in your bank at all times? Your business account. Okay. That's the number that we are going to find out. You are going to find out if you are a full time CEO for your business. Okay. And I think that this is not something that the events, feel talk about because all they talk about all day long is do you like my decor how do how did i do does this look pretty how much do you think i should charge nobody talks about real numbers okay some people talk about how to charge but nobody talks about financial statements and i hope that this is one episode that you will listen many times pass on to people who are afraid of numbers and know that if you're afraid of numbers, you can't be in business, okay? Or you hire a CFO because if you don't know this, you will be in trouble and will be in corporate. And same thing, it's the same business fundamental for your personal finance. If you're spending more than what you're bringing in, you will always be in debt, okay? So I want to continue to educate the events industry for event planners, designers, decorators who want to turn their passion into the profit, into a profitable business, this is one of the fundamentals, understanding your numbers. It's really not that scary. So I am planning to do a mini workshop, okay, in August. And as you're watching or listening this podcast, we just wrapped up our Passion to Profit Business Kickstart Workshop that... That was on July 26 to 27, where we talk about the six fundamental things you need to do when you start your business and you focus heavily in, in brand visibility, in marketing, in sales, so we can immediately start seeing some financial returns. Now, this is like a, a continuation. Um, however, this one is only one day and it's only 90 minutes probably even up to two hours. And this is really deep dive into business finance. And we will be talking a lot about numbers. I'm going to be coaching you. I'm going to be teaching things like, how do you know you can quit your job to go full-time into your business? How do you know how much money you can pay yourself? How do you know you're ready that financially you can invest into your business, regardless whether it's buying inventory, hiring people, going to trade shows okay how do you know how much how much sales you how much sales you need to make in order to continue to have profit sustainability these are just a few topics for instance and that will be on August 17th okay Thursday August 17th this will be taught live inside Zoom and this is a ticketed workshop so this is not a free workshop because this requires a lot of prep for me. And also, it is heavily on coaching. It's not just on teaching. So I will be teaching, coach, teaching, coach. So we are selling the early bird tickets that starts on August 2nd. Okay. So if you are listening to this podcast, we started the sale yesterday, August 2nd, all the way to August 13th, and early bird at $67. Okay. To attend this workshop. After August 13, it goes up to the regular rate of $97. So if you want to sign up for this business financial 101, send me a DM, send me an email, go to my show notes inside the podcast and connect with me on any of my social media handles. And then I will register you and I will send you the Zoom link and then we will come on and I will start teaching and coaching and answer any questions. So by the end of the two hours, you will have an idea, a number, an actual number that you can walk away with and say that, oh, I need this much money in order for me to go full-time in my business. And you also have a timeline, oh, I need to work how long more in my corporate job in order to quit full-time, okay? So these two, I know for a fact that you will walk away. And then the others, it depends on how fast you work in that session with me, there will be other numbers that you can work with. And when you leave the session, you go go with a clarity of what is your next plan of action when it comes to your business finance. Thank you so much for your time. Once again, if you know of anyone who will be interested in this, send them my way and I'll register them. Once again, it's on August seventeenth at 8 p.m. Eastern time zone. It's a Thursday. And we were talking about business finance 101. Um, we will start early bird on August 2nd to August 13th at $67 virtual, okay? This is only virtual. And after August 13th, it will be a regular fee of $97. Thank you so much for your time. And I will speak with you all again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more entrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.